This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Good afternoon, good evening, hello Sitok. Hello, you're about today, a little quote there from the Truman Show. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Vian, thank you everybody for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's the before the after the show discussion before we move on to the movie? There wasn't much. Again, yet again. We're getting, we're just cutting to it these days. Right? Uh, we didn't really say much. You did that, I did this. That was it. Oh, I said Facebook, the people posting shit on Facebook sometimes... Oh, that's what it you can mentioned. frustrate me. And then at the same time, I'm like, you're so, it's like absurdly hilarious. And so that was it. A brief discussion. <laughs> All right. So um, it is Saturday, December the 19th. Merry Christmas. This will be our last one before Christmas, won't it? Uh, it's up to you. Well, you're next in charge week, of the podcast. Next week we will take off, but the week after we will have our New Year's uh, Top 10 of the Year edition. Will we? Yes. <laughs> Great. So you better get the Top 10 ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeesh. You're, just, <laughs> you're quite the boss. All right, so it's Saturday, December the 19th, after the show 664. We're a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week. This week's movie is Honest Thief. It's a 2020 movie. Releases on Blu-ray on December the 22nd. So what a perfect Christmas present, Sid Talk. <laughs> I'm going to buy it you for Christmas. This movie? Honest Thief, yes. Since I just saw it, that's great. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. It's rated PG-13. It's from our friends at Universal who sent us a copy for review slightly early. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis and then I'll give you the one off the box. A man with very special skills tries to take down some criminals. Oh, wait. That's a, that's another Liam Neeson movie. But I think we can apply that here. A man has some issues. He stole a little bit of money and uh, tries to do good on it. And some quote-unquote good guys turn out to be the bad guys. All right. It says... Is on that on the, the box? No, on the box it says, <laughs> Meticulous thief Tom Carter has stolen $9 million from small-town banks while keeping his identity a secret. But after he falls in love with the bubbly Annie, Tom decides to come clean about his criminal past, only to be double-crossed by FBI agents. Packed with action, Honest Thief is the tale of redemption and one man's mission to make things right for the sake of love. Gosh, I think mine was better. <laughs> I uh, think the one on the back of the box gives too much away. There's a lot. All right. So it's honest, accurate. It's very accurate. So what did you think of Honest Thief? I, I enjoyed it. I did. I liked it. It's not un, super unpredictable. Um, you know what I mean? You're not going for 
clever writing or anything here, but I felt like it was a nice, this sounds really insulting, I guess, but it's a nice little movie. (laughs) Is that fair? It's a nice little movie. It's a nice little movie. I mean, there's nothing offensive about it, like, as in, it's not super dumb. There's not some great plans written in there. We're going to call them Rick Grimes plans. And if you watch The Walking Dead, you'll know what we mean. There's a little bit of that going on. But um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I would say um, it's enjoyable, but I feel like it's pretty weak. In yeah. the same, um, weak is a good name for it. Again, it's not It's not good. It's anything like really special. ordinary. Ordinary Thief would be a better name. <laughs> Actually. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like I've seen it before. Like, not not quite the same, but the same. Well, yeah, because it's just like every other formulaic <laughs> thing. He, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah. Okay, let's just be honest here. It's Liam Neeson. It's not quite as, as gritty, like though, a guy it? as like he's at Liam Neeson with a guy as a guy with some special skills. Right? He's been in the military. And now he knows how to do all kinds of special things. Somebody does him wrong. And he has to bring them down. That's it. So, yeah, it's not exactly special. No. And it feels, um, I don't know, it just felt, it had a few twists and turns that I didn't see coming. Like, I thought, oh, they're just going to do this, and it wasn't actually the obvious thing that they did. Mm-hmm. So there well, was a, occasionally. There was a bit of that. There was a bit of, I don't know. It, it was entertaining, but it's, for me pretty forgettable like it would blend into all the other liam neeson movies you know for sure because there, there are other like liam i was neeson, just saying yeah yeah there are other liam neeson movies that are much more gritty and much more kind of hardcore or you know talking of ones that you mentioned earlier the gray cold pursuit cold pursuit that was it that was a little more edgy yeah, yeah. this one's not because this is a pg-13 as well this even we said to each other, it's not actually that violent, and it's not actually, mm. there's no language. It has a couple of tussles. Yeah. But Bad no, tussles. I mean, don't get me wrong, somebody gets very hurt, but... But nothing more that you wouldn't see in a TV show, like a cop show or something, right? Nothing more... True. ...elaborate than those things. Um, I'd, But I'm kind of selling it. You know, one of the things I... We're not making it sound great. No, I think it is. It says on the front cover, the... um. Quote, pure entertainment. That's all it um, says. I don't know if it's pure entertainment, but it's fine. But that not in a bad way. Now, an issue I had with it was, uh, one, it starts off with him, like, robbing safe, you know, like, breaking into banks and robbing safes, which I thought, oh, this is cool. <laughs> but then that's really not part of the movie, is it? No. Sadly, no. If you, Just a little montage of it. So there are no heists. There are no clever plans. There's just a, you know, double-crossing plot. I don't think I've ever seen a movie... I don't know if I've seen a movie where the hero... Or you don't know what he is, really, 100% at the beginning. Is he bad? Is he good? Whatever. Where he's actually trying to give himself up to the authorities. Well, oh, the fugitive? Okay, I have seen a movie like that. (laughs) (laughs) It just came into my head. You know, a movie where the guy wants to give himself up, but nobody will believe him. Like, well, the fugitive doesn't want to give himself up. He's no. just being pursued. I mean, he does it. Some he does. He just knows one. if he does, he's going to be in worse trouble. Yeah, and that's what the deal is with this guy. This guy's. It makes it very clear 
He's been robbing these safes over the years. He's never hurt anybody. In fact, nobody's really, nobody's ever seen him. He's just so good at it. It is a pretty mushy movie, right? Because Honest Thief, right there, you've got a nice little mushy title. And he isn't um, violent. You don't, he's not Robin Hood. So he's not like, you know, stealing from the rich to give to the poor. But then you find out his story. And, you know, she even says it. He's got a good heart. He's a good man. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of smushy in that way. Yeah. And it, that's the, that's the deal. It's, it's kind of, it commits to what it is, I guess, that he's this guy who wants to give himself up. But then, you know, when you do try and give yourself up, it seems suspicious that you're trying to give yourself up. So exactly. So it's like kind of hard to give yourself up because nobody's, you know, people don't give themselves up is the thing. So we got that. But then we got crooked cops. I mean, there's nothing in here. Actually, they're FBI because we've got Doggett. Doggett is back. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he's not Doggett. <laughs> you know, um, Robert Patrick, who plays Doggett, is one of the FBI. But then you, you know, then you've got the. There's also a love interest involved, obviously, like we just said from the box, and it's all, you know, smushy, all, a little smushy, um, but that's fine. I um, don't mind it. And almost wrapped in a bow as well. Like wrapped in a lovely bow. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. It's like Die Hard a little bit, but without all the violence. <laughs> so it's not like Die Hard at all. Not really. But that smushy kind of, like, he loves his girl. True, true, true. It's not like, um, you know, it's not the standard Liam Neeson where some... I thought it was going to be, actually, where some somebody very close to him gets hurt, then he's coming for you. In fact, there is a line in this. I mean, we're pretty close. Yeah, there's a line in this movie where he says very directly, "I'm coming for you." Mm-hmm. Which and then is, you're like, "Yeah, special then you're skills." Like, yes, it's Liam Neeson time. Yeah, special skills are active. <laughs> it's time for him to go ape shit. But you know, he doesn't. He does have some tussles, but he's not ape shit in this, is he? He's not like about to rip people's heads off. He's just, no, it's real. It's it's kind of sanitized yes, in that way. Isn't yes. It? To make it a PG-13, I guess. Can't go also, too far. you know, changing times. People are getting a little more mushy, I think. Yeah. To be honest. But um, as far as... It's a pretty standard action thriller. With a couple of twists and turns. What was that movie we watched the other day? Unhinged? Like, that was, that was again, like, really kind of ordinary, I thought. But it was had a bit of violence to it, didn't it? That one. Yeah. But even that came across like this to me, like it. But maybe we're going through, like you say, a time where yeah, I think are we are going to yeah. These because what did I observe about this couple who fall in love and that everything? They never kiss each other. They don't even kiss each other once. They hug all night, nice and sweet, and that's it. He gets really close <laughs> to a face though when he's talking a lot. Yeah, not that close. Like right in a face. I found that really suspicious. I think that was a COVID... Uh, <laughs> they were following the COVID guidelines. You think? I'm assuming it was... Made, well, I don't know. It's a 2020 movie, but that doesn't mean it was made in 2020. It's probably made in 2019. Pre-COVID, I'm assuming. Or they made it very quickly and it was just this year, you know? Like like they got it finished in March or something. But uh, yeah, that did seem suspicious because he bit. never kissed her. And... There wasn't many, there weren't tons of scenes with the, between them both, to be honest. 
Did you... Uh, not up close. Not like that. No, not like intimate scenes for a couple in a movie. It was a little bit strange. Even the... Um, there was another scene uh, which was a couple in bed together. And he couldn't sleep. And she was... Yep. And that wasn't very There was no cozy. Was nope. Not at all. <laughs> she just laid back. Now that you mention it. Nope. And he... And they never... There was there was nothing. I was, yeah. Hmm. So it's an anti-love movie. <laughs> <laughs> or a very... Mm, yeah. Very safe movie. Just... Yeah. Non-intimate love is what we're going for here. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Oh, I'll tell you one thing that stuck out to me. that uh, It was very nicely filmed, this movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't really have any, nice. It didn't have gimmicks like spinny camera or, you know, all that kind of malarkey. It wasn't stylized. It was just pretty straightforward, but it looked good. Uh, stunts. There are a few stunts in this movie, car crashes, etc. There's one explosion that looks really phony, like there was no explosion. It did. It just looked like CG coming out of the building, right? It did. Uh, I was a bit, I was a bit, ooh, that's a bit. Like, obviously, they didn't damage the house one iota. They might have blew some smoke or something, but the rest of it was... Yeah, it looked very much <laughs> not <Cheap>. good. <laughs> it was sad, you very sad. You just had sad. to say to yourself, okay, he blew, he blew yeah. that place okay, up. Okay, we got it. But uh, don't look at it too hard. It just... looked like how they would Photoshop the cover to look. Yes, it did. Yeah. But live action, um, yeah, it looked shoddy, I have to say. But maybe the budget was low, I don't know. Well, you don't want to Don't give them an excuse. It just looked like shit, and that's all there is to it. And you it. don't want to blow something up if you don't have to, right? I mean, I don't know. It was a neighborhood, suburbia. I it's, doubt if it was even in a neighborhood. It's probably a, movie. a CG house. I doubt it. Yeah, hey, the house could have, yeah. Yeah, right. These that's days, what I'm saying. What are you talking about? It could be anything. These days, that house could have just, the whole thing could have been a model, right? Exactly. Um, so there's that. There's a bit of, you know, a movie like this, I wouldn't expect to see a bad special effect because it's just an action movie, but there is a bad special effect. There you go. It? We found one. Um. So let's move on to the cast here. Uh, Liam Neeson plays Tom Dolan. I wouldn't want to be rude, but he's just being... (laughs) He's being the character. When you start off by saying, I don't want to be rude. Right, so when when Taken came out, he took on a particular character. And since then, as far as I can tell, he's just been that character, right? A lot of times. In most things, like... Yeah. So if you like that character, the one that's been on a train... Been on a snowplow. What else has he been on? <laughs> he fought the wolf. That's more snow. He's been in a wolf thing, yeah. Running with his brother in the city. Yeah. Or whatever it was. If you if you like that character, the one that Yeah, that one. In the what was that one with the runaway? Run all night. Run all night, yeah. Yeah, he's been this character a lot, and I feel like if you marathoned all those movies in a row, you'd be really fatigued by <laughs> like it wouldn't take long, would it, to go? Oh, or God, maybe you it. love it. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't feel he's doing a bad job. I just feel like he's doing the same guy. Like I, I don't disagree with like you. Like, he's called Tom Dolan, but it doesn't even matter what he's called, does it? It's just Mm-mm. Liam Neeson. You can't... I don't think I can get a character out of it. I just go, it's Liam Neeson. He's going to be pissed at some point. But he does a good job, because there are times when he's explaining to her, and he's just like, look, it is what it is. And I thought that was a really genuine well done scene did you feel like he was being really honest <laughs> as per the title of the movie yeah. yes i did i mean that so was there his... were those scenes where i was like yeah that's good it's just not a big stretch of any kind so which is you know you have to it is what it is and that was his mo in the movie he was just being straight with 
everybody. He's decided, I've had enough of doing what I'm doing. I'm going to be straight with everybody. Yeah. Uh, often it doesn't work out, though. <laughs> no. Uh, Kate Walsh plays his love interest, Annie Wilkins. What did you think of Kate Walsh? I liked her. Apparently she was in Fargo in the first season. She was a prostitute who Martin Freeman was involved with. Oh, I don't remember. Mm, me neither. And I looked at a picture of her in it and I was like, I do recall her because she was really... She had like a fur coat on and she was like really... Okay. But uh, I don't recall the plot that involves her. Hmm. That makes me want to watch Fargo. Well, that's not a big stretch. <laughs> you just like Fargo. Um, so, yeah, she was quite good, I thought. I was glad that she was... It wasn't like they'd give him a really young girlfriend. I was like, well, she seems appropriate for him. But she probably isn't, right? She's probably 20 years younger than him, to be honest. You think? Uh, she's. I don't know. She's 52. I don't know how old Liam Neeson is. Hmm. But uh, she looked age-appropriate. Sometimes, like Tom Cruise, they give him, like, a really young girl, and I'm not young, not... Not a girl. A young girlfriend Act or... Performer. Or, uh, actress. But this, at least she seemed right, <laughs> you know? Um, Jai Courtney plays John Nivens. He's a FBI guy. A jerk. A bit of a jerk. What did you think of him? Uh, he did a good job of being a jerk. I'll He's give him a, that. We've seen him in many things, haven't we? I so. believed he was the jerk, yes. Well, he's not the jerk, because, I mean, that's Steve Martin, but still. Yeah, and um, I thought he did a good job. It's fairly standard again, a standard yeah. baddie, cor corrupt cop guy. For sure. Um, nothing really clever about it, but I did hate him, so I guess he was doing his job. He did. I mean, it was a little bit um, soft- and cartoonish? I mean, he's horrible, but yeah, a little cartoonish. If he had a mustache, he'd be twisting it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, his partner was played by Anthony Ramos, played Raymond Hall. And I liked his character, actually, because mm -hmm. he was the one who was like, should I be a dick or should I stick to being a really good cop? Like, I liked They're not cops. They're FBI. F I call FBI's cops. Yeah, but they're not. They're Federal Bureau of Investigation. They're the best cops. Okay. I mean, they're, be they're better than cops, right? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say Higher that. Higher up the chain, let's say. I don't know about that either. Don't know where you're getting this information. I'll, I'll, only from what I've seen on TV and in movies. Because <laughs> well, like, then, like then the it's completely correct. This is what will happen. There's a million scenes in movies and TV. The cops are all at the scene, and then the FBI come, and the cops are like, oh, shit, it's the FBI. Like, that doesn't like, make them better. That right. makes them just a different organization with a different purpose. Uh, and then finally... Oh, Robert Patrick is Samuel Baker, talking of FBI. He's FBI. He's FBI in the Yeah, I said, FBI? Dog it. Yeah. What the hell? He's, he doesn't have a lot of scenes, let's say. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert of some kind. <laughs> And then, uh, who else? Jeffrey Donovan, who actually turns out to be, like, kind of the main cop. FBI. Yeah, totally. Um, he plays Sean Myers. He I really good. like him. He was underststated. I like that. Yeah. The one, the guy with the dog is the guy yep. I'm talking about. And he I, turns I out to be, like, about. the main guy. He's, like, more the main guy than anybody. Because it's, like, down to him, really, what's going, how it's going to be wrapped up. True, true. 
This is directed by Mark Williams. He um, directed episodes of Ozark. Now can you see why? Can you see? No. Crime thriller. Oh, maybe, but no. It's not similar. He directed the movie A Family Man with uh, Nicolas Cage. Do you remember that one? Mm Mm-hmm. That was a very good movie. I really liked it. So uh, what do you think of the direction here? I mean, I think it's fine. (laughs) Just like the rest of the movie. It's like, it's a little bit neutral, you know. I mean, it's not got like a certain style. You couldn't tell who directed it. It's not like you could sit and say, who directed that? And you'd be like, oh, well, look at the camera angle there and look Correct. at the things. There's none of that. That's it's, what I'm saying. It's fine. It's almost like a TV show directed. Wise. A little bit, because it's not all fancy and shit, which is fine. Again, I'm overusing that word, but. It's certainly not fancy. And it's, in fact, like a lot of it, like the FBI scenes are like just in like a shitty little office. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not in like some giant like room with like a really cool table in the middle. I mean, the room that Doggett, I'll call him Doggett, and his, <laughs> and his partner are in, it's just a shitty little office. It's like, it's got one desk, it's too small, the room. So I guess it's more realistic in that way. It's like it's, the office in um, the police station office in, uh, which one of the... Which one was the last Marvel show we watched on Netflix? Because their offices all look like that. You mean like uh, Jessica Jones? Yes, like that kind of. Those police offices all look like that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It looked a little TV show-ish. Yeah, like it's like, this is the set? Yeah, you're right. I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So um, IMBD reviews, what are those? They're the ones where you go out and find the people who give it one big fat star. And you think it's hilarious. Um, yes, and I reckon people watching this movie, well, it, it gets a 6 out of 10 overall on uh, IMDb. Hmm. So ne- gonna, that's fairly neutral. This movie cost $14 million to make, but it made $30 million back, so. Okay. So you it is actually on the I low. don't personally care, but okay. But it is on the low budget side of things, is <laughs> what I'm getting at. You know, it's not a huge budget for a movie right. like this. All right, so the people who give it one star say, number one says, there are many ways he could solve this matter. Why didn't he record the audio and hand it to the police Ta-da. when he's attacked? What did I say? Yes. Why didn't you record that conversation? And also, I... why does that memory card never be, why is it never given to the police with the footage on it? It was. This person didn't watch the whole film. They did not, because it was. Spoiler, but it was. I mean, it could have been given earlier, I guess. No. This guy no, says, because that cop guy didn't want to get in trouble. Right. This guy says, there's no, there was nothing to watch, so I was forced to watch this movie. I thought it'd be decent with Liam Neeson, but it's cheap, boring, and predictable. I uh, can't relate to anybody, and it feels like they didn't have enough money to finish the film. Um, it is a little bit... A little... Uh, I don't want to say it's boring, because I enjoyed it, but it's not super dynamic. <laughs> Is that equal boring? This guy says, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Liam Neeson's character is bland and boring, and he's the best part of the movie. The female is the most annoying character I've ever seen. I would rather stick a screwdriver in my ear than listen to her stupid dialogue. I would be giving the nine million just to get rid of her. Well, that's rude. If you watch the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. And the crooked cop is awful as well. You've... 
like they saw him at the side of the street and said, hey, do you want to be in a Liam Neeson movie? I would recommend finding a different movie to watch. Also, they don't know who that guy is. Yeah, Jay Courtney. (laughs) As almost anything would be better than this. And if you can't find anything, paint a wall in your house and watch it dry. Good suggestion. This guy says... Or go on IMDb and write reviews that do nobody any good whatsoever. How many times are they going to remake Taken? (laughs) And can this clown even do another role? This guy says. Well, it isn't Taken because no one gets Taken. So, hmm... You're wrong there a little bit, but I get the point. And finally, this guy says, this is the latest in a long line of predictable, rehashed plot Liam Neeson movies. It's basically a B-type film, poor writing, average acting, and it's been done a dozen times before. Not sure if Hollywood is out of ideas. It's a total waste of your 90 minutes. (laughs) That old chestnut. (laughs) It's a waste of your time. I um, agree with it being like, it is like... I feel like I've already seen it. And then when you ask me what, like, in a few months, you go like, what was the name of that one where he was like this thief who was trying to give himself up? And you, you won't know. You'll I agree. Like, I don't disagree with you that. You'll be like, it's, uh, it's that it's cold that pursuit. It's that one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but if you like Liam Neeson's shtick, there's something to enjoy here. Because I did, I wasn't bored of it. I enjoyed it along the way. So, um... In conclusion, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I think that's fair. And you are going to give it? Um, I'm actually going to go a little higher. I'm going to give it a solid 7. Because I did Seven's enjoy it. 7's high. 7's not high. 7's like, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's but a little... only just, right? Over. It's over what it... It's over average, because it's well not. made, it looks good, it's... Solid. I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it. I wasn't any of the negative stuff. Just a little bit, mm, but above. So, I mean, if you think seven's too high, then uh, this is too bad. All right. Five. I'll give it five. You give it a seven. All right. Yeah. Uh, there are no extras on the Blu-ray at all. Um, there is a DVD, a Blu-ray, and a digital code, though, if you consider those extras. So thank you to Universal for letting us review the movie. Um, recommendations. I am going. Uh, Cold Pursuit is a Liam Neeson movie. And um, that one was... I liked it. It was pretty gritty. It was. And it was also... It was. It had Fargo-like twists and turns. It kind of reminded me of Fargo in a way, the way it was constructed. When you're like, whoa. Yeah. He just... Oh, wow. Yeah. We're in a whole new territory it's here. It's very different to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other one is, because Doggett was in this, I'm going to recommend The X-Files. <laughs> but only if you have a super hardcore fan do you, should you watch all of it yeah. from start to finish like we did. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm saying there is a point in as you're watching it all that it really starts to fall apart and then it just kind of it gets worse and worse and worse. It does. And then it turns into like, it almost gets hard to watch because you're like, oh, you, you used to be so good, but what's this? What's this? You know? What the hell is this? Yeah, what's this now? <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we, why are we? But we were narcissists, I guess, and we watched. Narcissists? Yeah. That's not narcissism. Not narcissist. Sadist. Sadistic. S- yeah. You know what? 
Yeah, because we just like self punishment. We were like, yeah, we when we were in like season seven. Uh, instance, you're gonna say we? I don't have a lot of choices. Uh, yes, I could have just been like, fuck no, I'm out. I'm not watching this and walk out. However, every night when we're on the couch and you have the remote and you click it. And that's what we're watching for an hour. Then that's it. So don't say we. I wasn't like, hey, let's take a vote on this. <laughs> oh, I mean. But I wanted to see it all the way through just to, you know, refresh yeah. my mind. So. And I'm always, uh, if I've started, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'll watch it through. Th- we watched everything, including the movies, right? Mm-hmm. We just watched it all. Um, took us about, what, three months, possibly? It seemed like it. <laughs> I liked it, though. But there, there was clearly times where we were watching... You, you know. would start one, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." There was <laughs> there was a time towards the end where, like, all the whole week of us watching was it was bad after bad after bad. When we're like, "Oh," well, usually it was like three. Please do a good one. of the like, "Oh," or frustrating. Well, we have to also say, I hate the Smoking Man, and I hate the overriding alien story. So I just find it really lame, and it's written by very immature non-visionary person or people and so that always drug it down for me so you have to remember anytime you inject that without any creativity i'm just like my mind goes like oh fuck the smoking man it's such a stupid character i don't even get it so that might have made some of them worse for me than for you Mm, true so um that my recommendations yours are mine are just a couple out i just let my mind go and I thought, what are a couple of movies? When we watched it, I was like, whoa. Entertained and excited and well-made and fun. And I came up with Run, Lola, Run and Hannah. You just have to look those up. Run, Lola, Run, which there's actually a Phineas and Ferb episode that's uh, roughly not based on it. But you know what I'm saying if you're Uses a Phineas and Ferb person. And uh, Hannah, which is just an interesting you know, spies and subterfuge and some violence. It's a little like, you know, born and run, Lola run, had a baby. Cersei Ronan. Mm-hmm. I got it right, I think. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, Hannah, there's actually a TV show of Hannah. Yeah, I know. How do you know? I've seen it advertised. Uh, oh. I have exposure to the internet uh, when you're not around, so, you know. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's an Amazon TV show. So, um, a scully stuff. I have been playing some of Cyberpunk 2077, the most controversial <laughs> game in the world. No kidding. Uh, what's controversial about it? Don't ask me. I couldn't give a shit, but I'm sure you know all the details. Yeah. <laughs> what's controversial is... This was one of the hottest, biggest, most eagerly awaited games of all time, I think. Nah. Yeah, oh, totally. Let's not be dramatic. It's been eight years now. This is why I don't care. Too much drama over a video game. But what you're you're saying is incorrect, because when you say nah, maybe not for you, but for video gamers. Not of all time. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I actually think it was, because... You you buy into the hype. CD Projekt Red, the people who made it, made The Witcher, one of the biggest selling games of all time. And then they announced... You don't need to defend this position to me, because like I said before, I don't care. Then they announced eight years ago that um, they're going to make a new game, and it's not a follow-up to The Witcher. It's called Cyberpunk 2077. And then they proceeded to... They went quiet, like Rockstar do, for a long time. Then they started to hype the game up by releasing different screenshots and videos. and Then it got delayed 
early this year. It was supposed to come out like April, I believe. It got delayed. They said, we're not going to put it out. We're going to put it out in the fall. So then, you know, in the fall, they, it was just about to come out and they said, sorry, we're going to have to delay it for a month. Then they delayed it for a month. And then they said, uh, it's definitely coming out this time. It'll be coming out in November. We're not delaying it again. And then it came out in November. It actually did come out. And uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it is clearly not ready to be out. Um, it's full of bugs. It's a really awesome game, to be honest. Uh, I, I can tell from playing it. I played a PC version. That it is a very good game. Just it's not been... You know, I'm sure all games are in this state before they ship, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, what I mean is, like, some of the last things they do to a game is tidy it up and make sure it sure. doesn't crash and make sure... Like, it, like it'll like it be in a certain state and then they'll use the last month or whatever to clean up everything and make sure it's all... Like, for instance, we played The Last of Us 2 this year. How flawless was that as a game? It there seemed was no, like it, yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. It didn't crash. It performed well. We enjoyed it start to finish for about 30 hours. A lot. And there was no issues. We didn't have an issue. So obviously, Naughty Dog, who made that game, made sure that it was tested beyond, you know, everything that they could think of. It was tested. This game feels like it hasn't gone into the testing phase yet. It's like finished. No, that's not true. No, I'm saying it feels like, I'm not saying it definitively is that what i'm saying is it feels like the end part of the development process where they do all the like cleanup and make sure everything runs it feels like that was rushed or Mm. possibly even skipped some of it because what came out this week was they have to submit their game a month before they release it to like the console people like sony and microsoft and sony and microsoft certify the game on their system like they check it to make sure it's the quality is good it doesn't break anything it works so it's their fault because i mean the bottom line is if you inspect it and let it go it's kind of your fault well it was this is what happened and it's it's a weird one so they submitted it to sony for the playstation and sony um started to do the certification and then CD Projekt Red, who made the game, said, um, yeah, we want, it, so we want to bring it out in a month, so it needs certifying. They started to certify it and came back to them and said um, that they're having some issues with it. And, and see, because they're such a big company, Sony said, we will bypass certification this time on the promise that you have a patch ready for day one so gamers will be able to patch the game and it will not have these issues we've got now. They agreed to that. And then they pr- they did a patch that did not fix the issues. So it's some of the console people's to blame for letting it through. Is this interesting to everyone? Well, it's not interesting to you, obviously, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting. Because it's like, there's not, never been anything like this happen in video games. At all. Um, as far you know, as far as I can remember, there has been independent games like that No Man's Sky game. But No Man's Sky wasn't. Um, do you remember No Man's Sky? Mm-hmm. It wasn't broken. It just had features missing that were promised. That was a different thing, I think. 
Because when they promise things and they're not in there, that's that Peter Molyneux effect. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, hey, everybody. Here's I my think game. you're wrong to say it's different. Because you're promising the game will work when you buy it and you put it in or you play it. And it doesn't. And that's the bottom line. You're promising what isn't there regardless of content. But if it doesn't work, that's the promise. And that's exactly the same thing. So to avoid boring Sid talk, I'll cut to the chase. Well, but, too late. <laughs> um, they've. So what's happened is, and this is the unprecedented part, is Sony the, earlier this week said, we're removing Cyberpunk from our platform. Um, you can't buy it anymore. We're actually taking it down until the developer can make sure that it works properly because we are getting inundated with people asking for refunds and it's like, you know, making them look bad, basically. So they took the reins and said, listen, we're not going to sell it anymore until it's fixed. So now CD Projekt Red are in the position of um, there's a lot of mad gamers who've paid money. The game won't run properly and uh, it makes them look really bad. And now they've said, well, we will issue a patch before the end of February, is what they said yesterday. Which is a long time, right? Very long. Um, what should have really happened is they should have delayed the game till February. <laughs> and Too late it, now. But that's a done deal. It can't happen now. So, so now... This is, you get what you get. So now the refunds are going out. And, um, you know, they, they've even said that they will actually refund out of their own pocket, which I don't understand what that means um i guess that's if you go back to sony and ask for a refund they'll pay sony or something but anyway it's um not looking good but on the flip side of that if you have the pc version which is not what people are complaining about the pc version has got some bugs but it's actually the best version it's the original playstation 4 and original um, Xbox is the one that is barely playable. They're the ones that people are complaining about. So if you do want to play it now, the PC is the place to play it, apparently. And uh, I have played it quite a bit, but you know what's stopping me playing it, Sid Talk? The promise now that there's a patch that makes it work better. Like, I keep thinking, I'm going to start, I'm going to play it a bit today, but I bet I'll encounter a bug and it'll really annoy me. Because there was a really awesome mission that I played last week called The Heist. And the whole thing was ruined by a bug. Remember, there's this really giant uh, mission called the heist. And I had a bug where I wasn't, I couldn't shoot my gun. So I had to play the whole mission by not shooting a gun, which made it really irritating. And it kind of ruins my whole thing of that mission now. So if that keeps happening, it's not fun. So that's where I was like, I think I'll just stop playing it until they fix it. And speak of the devil, uh, just now. A new fix has just come out. It's a Saturday evening, December the what? 20th? 19th. December the 19th, Saturday evening, and a new patch has just come out, 1.05, so maybe that'll fix some things. I'll test it out later. Uh, another thing this week, I've, I have said that I've been trying to get a PlayStation 5. They're literally <laughs> impossible to buy. Try not, and buy a PS- not impossible, obviously. Well, like, if you <laughs> want to spend $2,000 on one. You can. Or not. This is the story where that's not the case. Um, so uh, a good friend of mine was uh, shopping and saw a PS5 and literally bought the PS5 because he knew I wanted a PS5. I think that's really 
Like it's a, very nice, but it also disproves what you said. It's not impossible. He just walked in and there it was. Yeah, but I, I, I'm from what I can tell online, it's very, it's like a one in a million shot. Like people are not getting these things. So not, I haven't got it just yet. I'll be getting it, you know, just after Christmas. But I managed to secure a PS5. It's crazy. Um, so sometimes it pays to have good friends. <laughs> so it always pays <laughs> to have good friends. Uh, and finally, in my section here, uh, Mandalorian season finale. Whew. <laughs> Don't say anything. I'll just say it's been emotional. Even you shed mm-hmm. a little tear, didn't you? Yeah. What a great Not show. for the same reason you did, but yeah. It's a really great show. Re- really exceptional Star Wars show. I am. Um, if you're in, in Star Wars, if you're into Star Wars in any way, and you're like, these ones who are like... I'm not going to watch Star Wars anymore. Now Disney own it. I um, I think you should watch this. I'm, oh, I don't know about that. I don't I'm think it old, would. I don't think it would salvage that. I think it might. I don't think so. Because this really ties into those original Star Wars movies. Mm, I think you're overestimating the emotional power that you feel from it when the picky ass people come out and want to bitch about it, like me with the smoking man. There's always going to be people who love that. And in the opposite of that, there's always going to be people who hate everything new about Star Wars, so... Well, um, this season of Mandalorian improved over the first season, even for me. I was like, every single episode, I was like, wow. They made like a mini-movie every single week. It wasn't a week where you were like, oh, this is like... You know, they're just spinning the wheels, making another episode. It was was like, no, this is like high-level, like, Star Wars every time, like, so... Mandalorian, it's now, uh, you know, the whole season's finished, so you can, if you haven't watched it, go and watch the whole thing in one go. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and uh, what's for dinner? What do you want? I want uh, Impossible Whopper. Well, then, That's what I always want every week. Like, why do you keep asking? Until you change what you want on Saturday. That's what we're going to have. And uh, what is your advice? My advice isn't really advice, it's just saying it's okay to be the person who doesn't like a hug, who doesn't want everybody hugging on him. I mean, and You mean like Liam Neeson in this movie? No, he likes the hugs. I'm saying if you're the person who doesn't like getting all hugged up and shit, for whatever reasons, I'm not a hugger. So, but you get to be made to feel like you're the weirdo. Like, oh, she doesn't like hugging. Oh, we all need hugs all the time. No, you don't. Not everybody does. It's also okay, it's okay to be the person who does like the Zoom calls and the Zoom meetings and the online meetings, whatever your tool of choice is, better than in-person meetings. Because if you're more productive, well, I don't even care why. It's okay to be the person who likes it. It's also okay to be completely personally, emotionally satisfied when someone sends you a text message and you text them back and you finish a little conversation and you just say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Hey, thanks. I love you. How's everything going? Everything's going great. Hope to see you soon. Me too. Thumbs up, thumbs up, smiley face. The end. I personally am completely satisfied with a text conversation or a conversation on any other messaging, you know, where you type it up, whatever it is. And who isn't? Loads of people pretend like it's not enough. You know what you're doing? You're communicating with someone. That's enough. To me, that is enough. I don't need to be touched and physically in the room. I mean, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I've had Zoom 
calls with my friends and love to see them and we're laughing and you're, it's like, but that again, the Zoom call's enough for me. Going to see them in person is like, that's, they're my friends, so I love it anyway. <laughs> but I get a lot of the same feelings. You know, you can't all sit and, well, you could all sit and eat together, but you know, sharing food and sharing a bottle of wine, that's a little difficult to do on a Zoom meeting, but it's fine. I see them, I hear them talking. Um, even if they're texting me every single day, I get a Snapchat or a text or a thing, a thumbs up, whatever it is. Don't let society or the people around you make you feel like you're some kind of weird hermit because you're happy to stay at home and communicate digitally or sending cards and letters, whatever you do, that isn't like, you have to be in my face and in my space to make me feel loved and wanted and needed and emotionally fed. No, we're not all like that. So let yourself off the hook. And when people try to make you feel bad about it or like it's weird, just remember what I'm telling you. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, what happens if you um, if you're not you don't like it? Don't like what? What you just said. Well, everyone's like that. Everyone claims to be the person who doesn't like Zoom meetings and doesn't like a text message. And I must hear your voice, and I must be up close to you and hug you. And if I walk in the room and you're there, I have to hug you. Most people claim that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I don't care about all the people who have the majority thing. It's those people who make people like me. The impression is, oh, well, why don't you want to hug? Or I'm depriving them of some emotional satisfaction because I don't care. You could hug me and I'm neutral. It doesn't make me feel anything. I don't get like all snuggled up because of it. I mean, I hug you. We're married and I love you and I love hugging you and like, but you're more of a hugger than I am. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but I don't want to hug everybody. No, Only you, you no. Yeah, exactly. So there's like a different intimate relationship there than just like you see a friend or you see a coworker. People just think, oh, I just need that pat on the back. I just need that. Oh, no, we don't all. Yeah, F off, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, com is the place you can find this podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, our social media networks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I supposed to fill in something for you? Google Play, the RSS feed, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. There are places that have podcasts on them. And we happen to be on them all. <laughs> you can email feedback to me at aschoolatescoolat.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She hates you all. I don't hate anyone. You all suck. I don't hate Merry anyone Christmas, everybody. you try to hug me. And I'm just like, eh, I'll be neutral and you'll be offended. And that's just how it goes. And, um... Stay classy, the man with the special set of skills, and Merry Christmas, and see you for our next show where we will run down our top ten. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. Bye.